Hey, Luke. What's up, bro? What uh, did the atheists tell the devil when he went to hell? I don't know. Thank God I'm an atheist. This week on another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about news from the week, Royal Rumble results, Maze Runner, The Death Cure, our top five craziest topics and religions we've covered, and Alone Together, Episode 3. This is another Digital Citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Digital Citizen, another week with uh, Luke and Fro, and Fro and Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it yeah. going? Mm. It's going uh, okay. It's been one of those weeks. Okay, one of those weeks. Where I... Yeah, one of those weeks where... I felt like yesterday we recorded. <laughs> okay. Flown, flown by. I think it's. I think the Royal Rumble helped a lot. Oh yeah, I I, I felt the same way this week about uh, time. It seemed to accelerate for some reason. I don't know what it was, but it was uh, Monday. I'm uh, the day I usually Monday night, Tuesday morning. I send the news out for everybody to check out, and yeah. I was like. Am I supposed to send the news out today? What's what day is it? I had to like double check because <laughs> I think it's you get so excited for the rumble and you lose yeah. track of like what day it is. And by the time it's Sunday, it's me and Fro spent basically all Sunday watching uh, Royal Rumble. At least I did. So mm. then mm. you lose that whole day, and then it just seems like uh, the podcast sneaks right up on you. I felt that way this week as well. So and uh, what the Royal Rumble it was? Holy shit! That was a good Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, we'll talk about it later in the podcast. Later. But uh, I had I had a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah, and we met some new people, and I uh, I can actually say that I took uh, Luke's virginity this week. Uh, it was Discord virginity, but nobody's still. gonna understand that because like uh, there's like one tenth of the people that are watching this probably even know what Discord is, but. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to yeah, be very it confusing. But yeah. it was all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice people that can't listen. It reminded me, it reminded me of someone. But that's another topic. That can't listen. Oh, right. Yeah. They just want to hear their own voice a lot. Yes. 
We say as we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no! We hate hearing ourselves talk. That's why we do podcasts. <laughs> oh, my. But it, 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 is, it is a little, like, funny. You know, like, uh, you're in the middle of a sentence of saying or explaining something, and then suddenly someone like, and by the way, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh, uh, there is Skype or Discord, common courtesy, and some people just don't, haven't learned. It's like going to a comedy club. You don't just sit there and talk while the person's the, right. the comedian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, top ten powerful women in the Book of Margaret this week. A uh, female st- superstar brings a variety of skills and abilities to sports entertainment. Over the years, the women of WWE used their talent and strength to overwhelm the competition, dominating the ring and impress the WWE universe. So, who's the most powerful woman, you think, on the list? Uh, powerful as in strong or powerful as in... Yes. No. Uh, as in strong. As in strong. Uh, gosh. I, it's either going to be Beth Phoenix or it's going to be China. Uh, so? Depending on wh- when this book was printed, whether it was before or after China died. After? Uh, I'll say China. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hint there. <laughs> I was trying to hint Yeah, you kind of gave it to me a little bit there, for sure. But I would that's what, what my guess would have been anyways, but... Yeah. Beth Phoenix is actually number three. I'm still pretty close. Number two. Let me think. Let me try to get number two. Mm-hmm. Um, most powerful woman. <sighs> Uh, geez, why can I not think? I guess I'll just say Natalia. Nicole Bass. Sure, okay, yeah. I wouldn't really. I, uh, I could have guessed that, but I don't know if I'd count her as a wrestler. She came. She was in the in the nineties for like a minute. Yeah. I don't even know if she ever even wrestled a match. And uh, didn't wasn't she one of Sable's uh, bodyguards? I thought was she was in DX. Phoenix? I'm pretty sure she was uh, the bodyguard. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. Uh, she was like a bodybuilder and everything. I just I remember her being on the Howard Stern show before she was in the in WWE. Oh yeah, that's right. Number four, Shaniqua. I don't remember okay, that but... person at all. Managed the Basson brothers in 2003 and 2004. You were right. I guess uh, she feuded with Deborah McMichaels, and she was Sable's bodyguard. She, oh, she was in a mixed match what? talent challenge. She, oh, she actually oh. was in a mixed tag match. That's maybe the only match she was ever in. Oh, number five, Alondra <laughs> Blaze. Okay. They're just putting women on there now because they've run out of actual powerfully strong women. But okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, Asia. Okay, mm. that's WCW, but for, we know from these lists they don't care. <laughs> oh, uh, number seven is Jazz. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> number eight is Stephanie. 
that is absolutely incorrect, unless they're talking about powerful in the other way. Yep. Number because that is... would have been my guess. If you would have said this was talking yeah. about powerful in that way, that oh, I, Stephanie yeah. would have been number one. Yeah, definitely. Number nine is Barth, Bartha Faye. Okay, that's just incorrect again, but whatever. Don't remember. And number ten is Nia Jax. I guess Nia Jax is only on there because, or that low because she's fairly new. But Bertha Faye yeah. was just a overweight lady, so I don't know why they. <laughs> she remember that overweight lady. Yeah, no, it's it's a wedge, 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 wedge list. Thank you again, Margaret. Um, hey, this uh, week's uh, news was a bunch of uh, things that you found. Uh, we talked about this flat earther uh, rocketeer that had some problems last time. He he didn't go up in the air in his rocket ship because of the weather. Uh, well, the first uh, but, time it was because of the weather, and the next time it was because the uh, government, the local government, intervened and said he couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now he he will do it. Well, according to him, he says he next him. planned launch is February third. Uh, he says he's going to shoot himself at uh, five hundred miles per hour to eighteen hundred yeah. feet. Uh, I guess the problem before was he was trying to do it on public land, and maybe he's found some private land to do it on. Who knows? Uh, and that would keep the government from doing what they did last time, if that was the case. So, right. Uh, we'll see what happens. I guess see if this actually goes through in, at the beginning. I guess we only have we'll, we'll be able to find out next week, won't we? Okay, we'll we'll just update this next week whether he did it or not. So. <laughs> I don't believe in science. I know about aerodynamics and fluid dynamics and how things move through the air about certain size of a rocket nozzle and trust. But that's not science. It's just a formula. There's not a, no difference between science and science fiction. That's just a formula? This was the thing we talked about when we originally talked about this story. It's like... How can he not believe in science but be shooting off rockets? And he's saying that fluid dynamics and aerodynamics is not science. Mm -hmm. That's just... He's just misusing the word. That's all he's doing. That doesn't make it not science when you just misuse the word. You can't just be like, hey, look yeah. at that zebra, and then point at a hippo and be like, yeah, okay, that's that's a zebra now. That's not how things work. Yeah, no, it's, it's fucking, it's fucking uh, stupid. It's like like saying, oh, a zebra, oh, that's uh, just a horse that uh, has laid in shadows, and the shadows is uh, the black stripes. Here's something interesting. Ah. He says, any drones flying near the private property uh, will be shut down, and our drones will record anyone filming and get their license plates. I'm the only <laughs> man in history to design and then build... Uh, build and then r launch myself in my own rocket. Uh, so even without the flat earth thing, that's pretty interesting. If it was just uh, the first guy to ever build and launch himself in his own rocket, that in itself is interesting. Add the flat earth stuff and it's, it makes it kind of kooky. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, that is kind of cookie. Kind of cookie is a good word. Hey, uh, did you know that the Air Force One has one of the best refrigerators in the fucking world? I don't know because that, it has, but... It has, it has to be. It has to be the best refrigerator in the world. Because there's no fucking way a bad refrigerator costs $24 million, Luke. I think that's the cost for the two refrigerators. So I think one one refrigerator costs twelve million dollars. Oh, one costs <laughs> twelve. Right, it's a steal Ooh. at twelve. Twelve million. No, that makes all the change in the world. And people in America go, I don't understand why we can't get free healthcare and free college. <laughs> We're spending twelve million dollars on a refrigerator. Come on. Uh. So why 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 is it so fucking expensive? The coolers on the presidential aircraft need to have the capacity to store three thousand meals on board, and two out of the five are in need of replacement. I guess. I don't know why why you need three thousand meals on a plane like that. Do, that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh. I guess the whole thing here is before uh, President Trump took office, he complained of the high cost of Air Force One. He even wanted to use his own plane, he was saying. But people were Mm. mad at that because they didn't want the taxpayer dollars going to his plane and his pilots and everything else when we already pay for an Air Force One. Uh, It says the upgrades to the refrigerators are to be completed by October 2019 and that's even a long time to replace any refrigerator so this whole thing is really silly this is like the idea that like our government spends you know twenty thousand dollars on a toilet seat and you're like what where did that why how are you spending twenty thousand dollars on a toilet seat and the truth is that money is going other places you know what i mean right this is money laundering in our government that everybody knows is happening and nobody does anything about but it, it it's so it's so like holy fuck like twelve fucking million how is that fucking possible like and like uh, is is the refrigerator made of fairy dust or something right it's a solid gold and platinum refrigerator I don't know <laughs> I don't even think a solid uh, gold and platinum refrigerator would cost twelve million dollars. <laughs> That's much now. <laughs> How do you use twelve million dollars uh, on a refrigerator? That's impossible. Well, it's not impossible, clearly. Right. Most of this um, money is going to like the contractors who put together the deal with Boeing to get them the these refrigerators. So those guys are getting millions of dollars, and then the Boeing company is getting millions of dollars for installing it, and then the refrigerators themselves cost like. Whatever, a couple thousand dollars, and this rest of this money is going to contractors. <laughs> and, Two dollars to fifty cents. Yeah, and contractors and negotiators are getting the rest of this money. That's totally what's happening oh. here too. So uh, that's what it. was happening in the Democratic Party. That's where all, where all that money was going in the Democratic Party, and how Obama just lost 
all the money from the Democratic Party after uh, before the 2016 campaign was that it was all going to these outside uh, consultants. I put in air quotes as as they said, right? All the money went to these consultants, and that's where this 24 million dollars is going to is refrigerator consultants in air quotes. So, but. Uh... Uh, Oprah Winfrey told U.S. Magazine uh, in style that she doesn't have the DNA to be a U.S. president. How does uh, how does DNA tell you that you can't be the U.S. president? I well, wonder? I don't know. Did you watch the uh, – oh, I'm going to segue a little bit here, but did you watch any of the State of the Union address nope. that happened last night? Okay, nope. well, I spent like three hours watching State of the Union stuff last night because Trump came on. Uh, at about six six fifteen, and he did about an hour and a half speech, uh, maybe an hour and twenty minutes. It was probably mm-hmm. twenty minutes of speech and an hour of clapping, but <laughs> nonetheless, after that came on Joe Kennedy the third, who is uh, a member of the Kennedy family, like JFK and everything. He right. is he I guess is the new Democratic poster boy. So he came out and did his speech kind of um about what donald trump talked about and joe kennedy did this speech at a high school so it looked really great the democratic party way to put your guy in a high school and make him look like a million bucks uh Mm. that's sarcasm and then right after that on facebook uh bernie sanders on facebook and youtube did a response to both of those things so i spent hours watching stuff last night but when you said, how does she not have the DNA? Well, clearly, the Democrats want this Kennedy to, to run for office uh, in 2020. I think it's pretty clear. Uh, so DNA, Kennedys, and then you have the Bushes and you have the Clintons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there really is something to the idea that you need the right DNA to run for president. Uh, and as far as the Democrats go, putting a Kennedy in there, it's like, they, have they learned nothing? Have you learned nothing? Yeah. We didn't want a Bush or a Clinton last time, and now you're giving us a Kennedy. They're like, oh, this is another billionaire family that we, we could have run our uh, run the country, and it, they'll do everything we want them to. It, nobody remembers that the Kennedys are a super powerful family, right? No. No. The Kennedys? Never heard about them. Another interesting thing that happened last night, uh, four minutes into Bernie's uh, speech, uh... The Facebook and YouTube feeds shut down simultaneously. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. Right. Not <laughs> saying anything. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No. No. I'm not saying anything either. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as Oprah goes, it's she's saying uh, she never had in, any interest in running for president is what it's sounding like to me. Yeah. Uh, according like like you said, according to this In Style magazine, she went on to say, uh, "All the girls watching here, I I know that a new day is on the horizon, and when the new day finally dawns, it will be be because of a lot of man- magnificent women and some pretty phenomenal men." Right? Okay. So, oh, this is part of her oh, golden. You- that's the Golden Globe speech. All right, well, yeah, that's where this all came from was the Golden Globe speech. And as far yeah. as – I I just wonder why it took her so long to come out and say, actually, that's not what I want to do. 
Like, it was a big thing for, like, a few weeks, and this is maybe three weeks or two weeks after the whole thing came out, and now she's saying, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't actually want to do that. She just let people go on and on and on and on about it, you know what I mean? But I don't believe her. Here's the thing. I don't (sighs) fucking believe her. I don't. Huh, okay. We will see. You think I this is like anything. this is like a WWE thing where they say yep. they're going to be in another country and then they end up at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about that later. Maria, right. <laughs> hey, uh, did you know that we had the world champion in chess? I I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, Norway does, and that's why it's even more funny that we find a eight hundred year old knight chess piece in Norway and it looks I'm not sure if it looks anything like a chess piece at all it definitely doesn't look like a nice chess piece at all <laughs> well it that little like... thing that's sticking out that's supposed to be like the snout of the horse yeah and then it's got the two little holes that would be like the nostrils yeah. I think so yeah. you got to consider this it's not a time where they're like really going for detail or anything yeah. In the 13th century, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I will uh we will see. But it, it's it's kind of um I don't know what it looks like. I'm not sure. But it's it's like it was discovered recently in the 13th century house in Tønsberg in Norway. And uh it's so it's so funny to see that this is big news in life science, uh, especially when we have the uh, chess champion in Norway. Believe it or not, this uh, the, uh, this article is maybe the least biased of the articles I've read. A lot of the places that were reporting on this were reporting it for a different reason, other than the historical aspects of this. Uh, a lot of people were reporting this because they were saying because of the fact that this, the designs and the way it's put together are Arab inspired, uh, meaning they don't know how, like how it got to Norway, or but they believe it was made in Norway by people who came from some Arab country. So that's yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, because you you sent me an article from Newsweek where it says Asian piece with. Islamic designs. Right. They, they make it all, like, nefarious. Like, it's, like, this yeah. big, terrible thing. Like, in the 13th century, ah. Isla- Islam ah. was, like... we all, Remember in the 13th century when we hated Islam? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. We will see. We will see. We will see. But this was but made I, out I, of I, antler and was used to play... Yeah. What is this? The name of this thing? Sorry? What was, uh, here, I'm gonna... I'll send it to you. I, th- I, w- I think this must be in Norwegian, is my guess. Uh, this is the name of the game that was chess before it is called chess. You see okay. that? No, that's not Norwegian at all. Oh, okay. So... Shat... Tranja? Shat... Tranja? I guess this is the name before... It was called chess. This is what it was called. So, yeah, but uh, I I think it looks super fucking awesome. It looks like uh, 
it looks like something I, I like. If it was really big, uh, I would have it as a cup design. And uh, the thing that's out there as a handle, it's an upside down cup, you see. Oh, I get it. Okay. I was going to say, I don't see the cup, but yeah, and if you turned it upside down, it would be a little, yeah. a strange cup, sure. Yeah. Yes, a strange cup. Talking about old stuff uh, that's found, oldest human fossil outside Africa discovered. This is really, really cool. Part of her upper jaw in Israel reveals our species making foray out of Africa more than 500 years ago. No, 50,000 50,000? 50,000 years ago. Yes. Then we earlier thought. Right, so, so people started migrating out 50,000 years earlier than we thought. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and it finds evidence that our species was overlapping with human relatives such as the Neanderthals in the crossroads of the 11th for longer than previously realized. So our ancestors and the Neanderthals were apparently hanging out together a lot, like 50,000 years before we even knew, or at least had record of. Uh, so this is a kind of changes the way we see history. So that's big stuff. Right. And it, it is, um, uh, found, it's uh, the earliest incursion of the Hopo sapiens into Aurasia. Aurasia. I'm not sure where in the world it is, but it's it's uh, it says there over a hundred thousand years ago there was sort of a population of this African population to the gate of Western Asia. Yargus. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, talking about uh, human beings doing weird stuff. Uh, you remember Dolly, the little clone sheep, right? Barely. I mean, like that was like when I, when we were really young. You know what I mean? Like yeah. e even for us uh, who are a million years old at in our thirties. Um, that was still when I was like in middle school or something. So that's still a long time ago, but yeah. Hey, I'm 39 this year. Come on. You're getting close uh, to 40. Yeah. First monkey clones created in a Chinese laboratory. And they are super, super cute. They are very cute. And especially cute when they have a, um, a hello kitty animal. doll. Yeah in there with them yes right. the hello kitty doll makes them that much more cute for sure uh, uh i guess they were produced using the same technique as dolly the sheep which is interesting because it's been like i said it's been what 20 years since that happened so uh not i guess the problem with i think cloning sheep must be easier than cloning monkeys i don't know mm. i don't know the other thing is it this is this kind of just puts us one step closer to cloning humans. That's the real yeah. thing here. Yeah, yeah. Because as soon as you're cloning monkeys, you're basically cloning humans uh, on a uh, on a lower scale, I guess. I mean, it's almost the exact same thing, uh, 
I think a lot of people, animal rights people, would say it's the exact same thing. Uh, yeah. But as far as like the, uh, what's a good word for it? As far as the legal aspects, I think it'd be a lot harder to try to get to be able to clone a human than it would be to clone a monkey, even right. in China. Don't you think they're trying to clone humans? I think so. I think we've talked about this in the past, and I, I yeah. think there there probably is somebody out there doing it. I, I wouldn't be even surprised if it's our government. And if it's not a government, there's probably some independent billionaire out there, the philanthropist kind of guy who's wants to learn how to do it, uh, maybe for life extension purposes and things like that. I'm sure there's some super rich guy out there that's l looking to clone people, no doubt. Uh, the least we're going to watch a video in our uh, new segment. Uh, uh, oh, you skipped and... something. Oh, skipped. You skipped a news. I skipped the news. Should food stamps ben uh, also benefit pets? Is the is oh, yeah. the story I put in here? I guess a a guy named Edward. Johnston, uh, from Mississippi, uh, has started a petition to allow SNAP benefits, which is Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, also known as food stamps, uh, to be able to use food stamps to not only buy food for you, but to buy food for your pets. Mm. Uh, a lot of people would say, well, why? You don't need food. You, you don't need that to buy food for your pets. Like, that's for human consumption or whatever. But if you think about it, if you're somebody that doesn't have enough money to buy food for yourself, you're not going to have enough money to buy food for your pets. So, right. in a way, it makes total sense because uh, if you're not doing that, I I, I don't want to say it's 100%, but in a way, the state would be complicit in animal abuse if that animal was not fed. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I think it's a good idea. I just think it needs to be... They need to figure out a way to... Um, they need to figure out a way to kind of like section, section it out and be like, okay, this is the part you can spend on your pets and this, this part's for you. That way, you don't have somebody who's like maybe not 100% mentally all there buying all this food for their pets and not having any food for themselves. You know what I mean? Uh mm -hmm. So there's some weird things about this, but what do you think? Uh, no, it's a really good uh, idea, uh, if you ask me. Uh, I think I, I I do think there should be food stamps for pets, food because it's important uh, not to let animals suffer because of human. Uh, what can I call it? Mis misplacement of money. So. Right. They yeah. the, the dog or the cat has no concept of money at all. Right. So right. why should it be affected by that? Um, and then, I mean, like, let's say you get a dog and then you have this really great job and then something happens to the economy, you lose your right. job. That's not yeah. your fault yeah. that you lost your job. You know what I mean? So, and it's definitely uh, I don't think your fucking dog's Yeah, exactly. I don't think your dog should suffer for oh. a corporation moving their production to mexico or something like that you know why should your dog suffer for that that doesn't make any sense but uh i think it's a good idea a big problem with this is that trump has cut the size of these programs by 193 billion over the next 10 years 
so a lot of people who are getting food stamps now aren't going to be getting food stamps anyways. So mm-hmm. in a way, this isn't going to help a lot. Well, until we get somebody into reverse Trump's uh, crazy ideas, but we'll see what happens in 2020, I guess. Uh, it's been uh, not so long ago we watched some uh, other UFO video. And uh, we will see some mysterious lights in South Texas, I am guessing. I have seen this video, so. Yes, this is from South Texas. A guy uh, loaded up on his... It, this is with Facebook Live. So, really cool thing about this video is it's, it's not like somebody shot it and then loaded it up on YouTube where right. it could have been fucked with. This was from Facebook live. So this was a live shot. So there's no, uh, there really is no way to fuck with this in, in, I mean, I guess you could if you had the right camera, but you can definitely tell because this isn't even shot landscape. It's shot portrait mm. that this is done on a, a cell phone. So, uh, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, we'll see what Fro thinks. So go ahead, yeah. go ahead and give us a countdown. In three, two, one, play. It's like a dot. Oh, now there's two dots. And then one of them kind of just... And then there's another dot that appeared. And there's another one. It's kind of like moving across. Like... The lights are... Now, look. And now there's more of them. What is that? Wow. And the guy's freaking out here. I want to see it one more time if I don't mind. Alright. We'll play it again. It's there it's like a light appears and then it disappears and another one appears, then it disappears and another one appears, and then right at the end they all like start moving around. And they're definitely moving. They're not like yeah. the lights are kind of yeah, moving yeah, no, slowly sideways. Yeah. And then I'll get her. But it's also still enough that I can definitely tell that it's not like a meteorite or an asteroid. Right. Because it, it would be going way faster if it was one of those. Oh. The very strange one. That is so strange. And the strange part, the even stranger part, the one we covered two weeks ago. Yeah. Was in northern Mexico. Yeah. This is in South Texas, which are yeah. and the one from two weeks ago was actually also seen in Texas. So this was around I mean in within the spectrum of the world, this was kind of in the same area. So the two kind of uh in the same area, that's makes it even more interesting in my mind, but Yeah no, it's 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 really strange. It, it, it looks like uh, it's definitely a UFO. I mean, it's unexplained. It's flying. It's flying sure. and yep. it's an object, so. Yep, it's 100% a UFO. Whether it's aliens, we have no idea. <laughs> nope, definitely not. And now we're going to listen to Trun Tells the Truth, Questions for Women Who Support Trump. This is Trump with Trump Tells the Truth. Today I'm going to talk to the women. Not all of them, but the conservative women. The conservative women 
who stands behind Donald Trump. I wonder about something, and you have to explain to me so I can get all the right answers. We have been over one year into the presidency right now, and a lot of you still in this, still support that man. Yes, he has said atrocious things about women like Rosie O'Donnell, about Hillary Clinton. He is also talked about grabbing pussy. And he don't mind that people sending big dick pics, I guess, either. So, what shall I do? Well, I know what I should not do. Act like the president and his friends. But I wonder, how shall I raise children? What shall I explain to my son? Like, you don't have to do that against women. That's wrong. And there are a lot of women who support him. Man who does that. What shall I explain to them? What shall I say to a son who, who grew up with those toxic ideas? How to behave, how to act, how to speak, all kinds of life. What shall I explain to him? Because you now have a big responsibility. Not only for the United States population, but for every little boy who grows up. Because it's impossible to take on a new generation of men and uh, try to learn them so Me Too campaigns will be a historic venue we have to show them examples and it's not very easy to show them examples well the biggest example of all is a fucking more racist moron who thinks think grabbing women's pussy is okay thing and not even that dating porn stars also seems to be a good thing I know that religious evangelicals and conservatives have some problem with principles. The principles only seem to be used when they talk about liberals and democrats. And, well, I get that, because you don't like us that much, and we don't like you that much, but there happened something strange last year. When democrats and liberals find their sex offenders, they kick them out. What the conservatives did, they rally behind them. So, conservative women of the United States, to all you Trump women out there, what shall we do? What kind of men do you want to grow? Do you want? How? What? What do you see, young boys, gonna learn for the future? Because you cannot say that they're gonna learn the Bible or the principle of Jesus, but all you do every day is take the Bible and wipe your ass with it. This was Tron. With Tron tells the truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron. Uh, do we have any emails this week from another digital citizen at gmail.com? Uh, no, we do not. Uh, join our Facebook group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Have you seen anything on TV this week? I saw a bunch of stuff. Uh, hmm? well, I guess I didn't see a bunch of stuff, but I got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, let's see, where should we start here? Uh, Big Brother? Yeah, let's start Celebrity Big Brother UK. UK. Because I'm going to talk about Celebrity Big Brother US right after that. But we had the two guys from YouTube snuck into the house again. But this time, they did it during a live show. Yep. (laughs) Same two guys, by the way, that we talked about a couple weeks ago. So I'm sure they're looking out for them now. I don't think they're going to get back in a third time. But But it, it was really good, though. It was very funny, except for mm. the one lady looked like she was actually terrified that they were going to murder her. <laughs> because they came in, like, 
it was the eviction happening and they came into the backyard and the people were sitting on the couches looking out and the one lady's like, there's somebody in the backyard. Somebody help me. There's somebody in the backyard. She looked terrified. So I kind of felt bad for her in that way, but it was also funny. Yeah. Um, Celebrity Big Brother US cast has been announced. Have oh, you heard that? oh, no. <laughs> Somebody is really excited to hear some names now. Right. I believe the first episode is next week on Wednesday. Right? Oh, shit. Already? Uh, yes. Ooh. February 7th. So, yeah, next week uh, <laughs> Next week on Wednesday. Uh, I'll just oh. name off a few of the, like, famous ones, the ones you will actually have heard of, because there's a few, like, very, oh, very Please C celebrities. Me. Please give me the whole list. Sure. Okay, let's do it fast then. I don't want to okay. take a lot of time on this. Omarosa. Mm-hmm. From the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. Mark McGrath from the uh, band Sugar Ray from the oh. 90s. Oh, yeah. Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie and other yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, somebody named Meta World Peace. <laughs> Former Ron Artest NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. So I guess he's a basketball player. But his name's Meta World Peace. Meta uh, World Peace, yeah. Cool name. Brandy Glanville. Okay. Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, James Maslow, Big Time Rush. And Dancing with the Stars, I guess. Okay. Keisha Knight Pillman, or Pullman, uh, Celebrity Apprentice again. Okay. Melissa Win- Winokur, Hairspray, oh, Hairspray, oh, yeah, yeah. The, Bro- the Broadway play. The Broadway, yeah. Oh, and she was on Dancing with the Stars with Shannon Elizabeth, so mm-hmm. they may actually know each other. Uh, Ar- Arianda Gutierrez. Former Miss Universe. Okay. Uh, this one's interesting. Chuck Liddell, former oh, Chuck uh, UFC fighter. Yeah. Love Chuck. Mixed martial artist. And finally, Ross Matthews of The Tonight Show. And, oh. Yeah. Okay. So some, I think Chuck Liddell is probably the most interesting on there. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth could be interesting. Amorosa, Amorosa is probably going to be like... yeah. Amorosa makes a lot of... I remember her from... Uh, her season, I think it was season one of The Apprentice, wasn't it? And she was in, and she was in Celebrity Apprentice after she was in Normal Apprentice because she got the. It, this is so funny. If if people don't believe me, this is actually true. So this girl became famous from The Apprentice and got into. Uh, the Apprentice. Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, the celebrity edition as a contestant from the fucking apprentice. Talking right, but that does happen on Celebrity Big Brother as well. There have been years where the person's only famous from being on Big Brother, right. and then they end up on Celebrity Big Brother. It's like yeah. it's a little bit of a sideways jump, a but little. whatever. The uh, the thing about Amorosa, she was also in the Trump White House right. until she got uh, taken. I think she quit or was kicked out. One or the other. Who cares, really? But I'm sure she's gonna make some enemies. It'll make for good TV. So I'm a little sad. There's one one person I really miss on this list. Right. No OJ. No yeah. OJ. Mm. But whatever. Uh. This is going from February 7th to February 25th. It's going to be going on 
right through the Olympics, kind of competing with that. So should be interesting to see how the ratings do and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You remember that show Timeless we watched last year that got I canceled? Do. I do. Remember how it got canceled? Yeah. Season two is coming March 11th. No. <laughs> yes. Yep. So. They uncanceled the show, bro. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize it till just now either, but they March 11th is going to be good season news. two of Timeless. Good news. So, yeah, I enjoyed that show. I thought we it was good. So Timeless, the both of us. Uh, and then, oh, Elementary, which we were totally confused when it was coming out, because yes. it was supposed to come out at the beginning of January, is now coming out April 30th. So, okay. uh, and what I saw this week, uh, I, I've watched all of Mosaic, which I know Fro watched. What did you yep. think of Mosaic, Fro? It was a shit show. I think you're going to be, there is a secret to the show, I think, um, that I'm going to tell you. Why don't you... Is the secret not to watch it? <laughs> uh, tell us what you thought about it and what's, what it's about and everything, and then I'll go into, go into what I'm going to say. No, no, come on. No, I want, to, I want everybody to hear about it before I, I go into it, because it's kind of important they know what the show's about and everything. Well, that's, that's kind of... I don't know if it's the problem. Uh, I, 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 I am not sure if it, it, it is a who's done it, more or less. Right, it's a mystery, m- murder mystery right, show, right? Right, And you're, 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 it's an HBO as well, uh, and it's kind of, uh, it, uh, it's trying to be something it's not. Because it's it's uh, on one half, it's like trying to be this interactive storytelling project, uh, right. and and on the other part is it, it is trying to be a Steven Soderbergh film. It has some really good actors in it. I will not say that Sharon Stone is good because it's not. But she's really not. She's only in in like two or three episodes, anyways. Right, right. But uh, but uh, there there are other good actors in it, like Bo Bo Bridges. I like as the corrupt uh, sheriff in the, in town. He was right. good. But uh, yeah, now it begins like this flashbacks to four four years before the main event of the story. We we're trying to see that uh, someone is trying to reduce uh, seduce. This children's author called Olivia Lake, and uh, in the present, uh, uh, in the present, Eric is now in prison for uh, Olivia's murder, and we find out what what really happened. And it's like uh, the theme of and the structure is like like every villain and is a hero of their own story and. Okay, here, yeah. yeah. All right, that's a perfect place to go, the structure. Mm-hmm. Here's the secret, Fro. Remember her book, the children's book that she wrote? Yeah. What's What in that in the show is famous about her book is that it can be read backwards and forwards in right. a different way. Right. This show, I believe, you could watch episode six to episode one, and mm-hmm. it would be a whole different story, Fro. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. 
No, I don't like So it. that's why the storyline is so crazy and kind of wild and mixed up is because they were creating a show you could watch backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. So this is really a testament to uh, the craft of the the storyline writing and the um, it's really good. cinematography and yeah. the editing. Yeah. More than it is about it being a really good show. Like, it's technically that, amazing. It's and, like, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go back and watch it, episode no. six to episode one, no. but I can see how the storyline would be because think about the end of episode six with the the gallery. Right. At the very end, you're like, what the fuck is the point of this scene at the end of the show, right? Right. But if you think about it as that being the ep- end yeah, of episode the, one. one. Yeah. That makes it interesting because yep. then it becomes a story of this lady trying to figure out how uh, her brother got um, in trouble for something he says he didn't do. Dude, yeah. So it's a, I think it's a whole different story if you watch it backwards. Mm-hmm. So that's the secret to the show that I think everybody's missing. No, but I, 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 I totally agree with you. I'm not sure I missed it. But it it is really technically amazing. It is really good filmmaking. But the story is so fucking uninteresting. <laughs> like, it's so uninteresting. Right, but did you watch it backwards? Because who knows, that story could be more interesting than the story that no, you watch it forwards. No, I didn't. Right, that's what I'm wondering. So, And I've looked it up and I don't see anybody talking about it, really. So I don't think a lot of people are pointing this out. I think I'm maybe the first person to notice that this may be possible. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we should watch it backwards and see what it's like. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if I do or not. But mm. I guess the last thing I watched this week, um, Counterpart uh, with J.K. Simmons. Oh, yeah. Which came out, the second episode came out. The first episode was leaked. Or yeah. It wasn't leaked. It was put out um, early because I believe it was done for... Some kind of Comic Con or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, in the end in December. Uh, so I watched the first two episodes and I really like the show. It's really really good. I recommend it to anybody. It's about a guy who works in a government agency, uh, and he finds out that there is a parallel universe, uh, and he has to deal with his parallel self. So very interesting stuff. Yeah. That is cool. Uh, you talked about more, more or less what I have watched this week, so <laughs> we will just skip me this week because <laughs> I haven't seen anything that you haven't right. seen. Right, well, you, you did a whole review of Mosaic, so you yes. pretty much already did your thing, so yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, the main topic is uh, our uh, top five craziest topic and religions. Uh, do you mind if we do, do religions first? Because, I mean, that's the easiest list. Because we haven't talked as, uh, on our, uh, so many religions that I thought we did, to be honest. I was like, haven't we talked about this religion? Oh, no, that was the last podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked about quite a few i guess but not as many as I what i would say uh, yeah. other topics but other topics kind of uh it's a broader range of like uh, of concepts so of course there's going to be more more of those than there are of the religions but yeah it, it it is you look at it and you go that doesn't seem like we covered all that many religions but when you consider uh how long we've been going 
It is actually quite a few. So, my number five is defooing or Stephen Molyneux. I put that as number five because it's not that fucking crazy. Uh, but I I really like that episode. I've listened to it back, and uh, it, I I put it as my number five because I think uh, religion-wise, it's not really a religion that we talk a lot about what brainwashing does do. And defooing is uh, is uh, is a uh, way of brainwashing people. So I will go to it like super fast. Defooing is is more or less uh, taking uh, everyone that has the opposite meaning of you away from your uh, life, and especially family members. If if your family is a Republican and you are Democrats. You should defoo them or like take take them away from your life so you don't get impressed or 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 kind of indoctrinated in their belief. Right. While in, in and of itself indoctrinating the, into yes. into the belief itself. So yeah. it's kind of like backwards thinking, yeah. but So that's my number five. It's <coughs> a good one, yeah. Uh, my number five, I went with The Church Universal and Triumphant. Yep. This was based out of Montana, which is kind of the reason I picked it for my number five. Is pretty close to me, which makes it kind of interesting. That Like, this was out of Garden, Gardener, Gardener, Montana, and I've actually known people that were from this city in the past. Uh, I had a roommate who whose boyfriend was from here, so it's, that, you know, that adds to it. If it's from some place that you knew somebody was from, and there's this crazy cult that has underground bunkers because they believe in the end of the world, as these people do, that adds to the mystique in your own personal opinion. You know what I mean, from mm -hmm. A little description. Uh, the church theology is a synchronistic belief system, including elements of Buddhism, Christianity, mysticism, the paranormal, and alchemy, mm -hmm. with beliefs in angels and elementals, also known as spirits of nature, it centers on communication received from ascending masters through the Holy Spirit. Many of the ascended masters uh, have their roots in theosophy and the writings of Madame, uh, of the creators of this religion. It was created by Mark L. Prophet and Elizabeth Clare Prophet mm -hmm. uh, in 1958. It has congregations in more than 20 countries now. So, that's my number five. We'll see if it uh, shows up on somebody else's list a little later. <laughs> my number four is uh, The Secret. Oh, The Secret. Oh, the stupid fucking secret. Sit inside and hope for it, and it will come to you. That's more or less the fucking secrets. How I... Pushed by our favorite uh, political non-political candidate, I guess, we found out this week, but Oprah. Uh, we never mentioned that when we talk about Oprah running for president, but uh, Oprah pushed the shit out of the secret. She totally believed that crap. Do we really want somebody who believes in the secret as the president of the United States? Sorry. Sorry to break in there, Fro. No, but it's so, it's so fucking stupid. I hate the secrets. 
it's one of my least favorite things that we have done, and it's also a little fun because, like, for me, the secret is like hoping and not working against something you want is two different things. If you don't fucking work for it, like, if you sit in your sofa, you're 200 kilos, and you think, I'm going to be thin tomorrow, I'm going to be thin tomorrow. I'm going to be thin tomorrow. That doesn't fucking work. You have to fucking work out. It doesn't work sitting on your lazy ass. And I, right. I, I can, I can say that as a fat fuck. I can say that. I know. I, I know how much there, work it is. I, I mean, there. Here's the thing about it: is like, when it comes to working out. Mm-hmm. Sitting on your couch and going, I I'm I want to be thin tomorrow. I want to be thin tomorrow. And then if you because you think that you go out and you do work out, and then you know months later you become thin. That's that there is like a the mental you have to think about doing something to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. But- so that's where the the that and then that, that's where the whole uh, truth of the secret is. After that, it's completely gone because it's almost like saying. Mm, let's stick with working out. If you were working out, but you saw a bunch of bodybuilders mm-hmm. and they were all, they all had that like uh, protein powder, mm-hmm. and you're like, all I need is that protein powder, <laughs> and then I will be a, a huge, massive bodybuilder. Right. I don't need to do any steroids or like right. work out, you know, five hours a day. It's just that that bo- that protein powder. That's the thing that's going to do it. And that protein powder, in this analogy, is the secret. It's never really going to get you there. Oh, I hate the secret. But yeah, that's my number four. Uh, my number four, the Divine Truth Movement. Oh, good one. Uh, Divine Truth is a spiritual, metaphysical, uh, New Age relig- religious movement based out of Queensland, Australia. Started in 2007 by Alan John Miller, who claims to be Jesus of Nazareth through reincarnation. Uh, this, uh, they have a 16 hectare property in Willsdale, Australia. Uh, they purchased another property, uh, to build learning centers. This is actually really big in Australia, uh, but it has also had a lot of accusations of being a cult and they, he's put these people out in the middle of nowhere, Mm -hmm. totally secluding them from any other, the rest of society so right there, it it's ripe for brainwashing, like Fro was talking about earlier. When you take people and you take them away from everything else, all their family members and everything else, and tell them that you just need to believe in this one thing, that's that's how brainwashing starts. So my number three is a thing you never heard of. Look, it's the Summit Lighthouse or the Church Universal and Triumphant. I don't really have to say anything because you talked about it. Right. I think the most interesting thing about it is the end of times, end of days theories they had. And then when we were doing research, we actually got to see pictures from when they were constructing their underground bunker, which I think that was one of the most interesting (laughs) things was the pictures of their underground bunkers. Yeah. So that's my number three. Okay. My number three, uh, Lee Carroll, also known as 
Cryon. Uh, one we did pretty recently. Uh, I can already tell you, audience, I have that. That's my number two. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, let's talk about it at the same time then. Uh, yeah. Lee Carroll is an American channeler, speaker, and author. Carroll has 13 books channeling an entity he calls Cryon, uh, and co-authored three books on what he calls Indigo Children, uh, which are a new generation of children he says will represent an evolution in the human consciousness. Cryon, of course, uh, we found out as an alien. Mm-hmm. And he tra- channels this alien uh, during uh, spe- like speeches to big crowds, and he actually travels around the world talking to these big crowds. And he costs uh, a lot of money pay to hear hundreds, him if yeah. not thousands of dollars to hear him talk. Yeah. yeah, costs a lot of money. We found out about that. And he's a douchebag. <laughs> not mainly, not mainly because. Because uh, he thinks he's an alien and thinks, but it's the money aspect I'm calling him a douchebag for. Right. A lot of the things he says, in, in if you just take them at face value, sound positive and good yeah. and like yeah. maybe any other religion would say things like it. But he's talking about them through being channeled through an alien. Yeah. Uh, it makes it that much weirder, for sure. And he's a so, yeah. really, really good scammer. <laughs> a really good so spot. yeah that was Lee Carroll also known as Cryon yep and I have that that's my number two what's your number two okay my number two I think this may be your number one but we'll see is Happy Science that is actually my number one <laughs> yes <laughs> really okay well yeah. you'll be surprised to see what my number one is why don't you do Happy Science and then I'll do my number one Oh, happy science. How I fucking love happy science. Also known as uh, the Institute for Research in Human Happiness. Uh, by uh, Founded by Raya Okova. Uh, they have temples around the world. Uh, and... They worship this entity called El Cantare that they believe was born on Earth as Hermes and then Shanana Buddha. And it is uh, the movement is having a lot of like groups around the world. And if you want to read about it, it's so fucking much information about it. I love Happy Sides and I love their logo and I love their teddy bear that looks a little like a racist uh, teddy bear. You can look. And they it. make manga cartoons. Yeah. I forgot that. Oh yeah. They make <laughs> manga cartoons based off of their religious doctrine, <laughs> which are fucking amazing. Amazing. They're actually not that bad animation either. I mean, the storylines are ridiculous, but the animation's kind of interesting to watch. But Happy Science is my favorite religion of all time, yeah. Of course it is. Sure, yeah. Since we were going with craziest, I picked a different one for my number one. Mm -hmm. My number one is the Template Org. Yeah, I can understand that. Right, because this shit is nuts. Uh... (laughs) 
Here's a little description. It's oh. you're not gonna understand it at all. So just let just go with it and just listen and try to pick it up as much as you can. But mm -hmm. we are the amalgamation of various visible and invisible energy systems that together generate human holograms. <laughs> The primary system that supplies this unit with energetic nature of creative intelligence that bursts the field is the cir circuitry system. At the time, this circuitry system is considerably less than optimal. The fact that out of 3 billion pa base pair chemicals in the human gene code, only 6 million are active and that we you only use a fraction of our brain capacity are manifest signs that point to human genetic modification. <laughs> so the template believe like the template org they believe in sacred geometry light awakening uh they believe that there's some kind of internal light that you have to open up within yourself uh they believe in meditation uh yoga they, they kind of take from a few different religions and everything we found this religion while watching big brother <laughs> As well, there was a contestant on Big Brother. I think it was Celebrity, wasn't it? Yeah, Celebrity. One of the twins uh, believed this, so she was talking about it all the time on Big mm -hmm. Brother, and so we ended up finding it and covering it, and it's it's complete gobbledygook nonsense, it and is, so it's amazing. It is so gobbledygook that I didn't have it on my list because it was a little too gobbledygook, if you understand what I mean. A little... Sure. Like, we're happy science. Happy but science. I think that's what makes it crazy. Is that yeah, but, so out there? Uh, but I could, I, I kind of, I, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, the temple org is so crazy that it's like, happy science has at least have some understanding behind it. I mean, remember when we looked upon like how you move inside happy science? Like the different heavens? Oh, the different levels of, of oh, heaven so is what funny. you're talking about. That there's oh. like eight, eight or nine levels yeah. of heaven that yeah. are different depending on how you live your life or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, some honorable mentions. Look. Uh, right. Uh, let me think. Uh, realism was yeah. a good one, which was like a. Realism. Uh, which was a religion based off of aliens again. Baba Vanga, we covered recently. Vizarion, yeah. of course. Vizarion was good. was really cool. Yeah. Any ones you had? Uh, I had uh, Divine Truth Movement. Uh, Church uh, of high, Most High go Goodness, as I called it. Remember that? Oh, um, Most High Goddess. Yeah. Right. The one that was, like, turned out to be, like, a pimp yeah. organization, yeah. kind of. The the The... The masturbation, no, not the masturbation. What am I thinking of? The... No, it was the one where they were supposed to masturbate in front of each other. Yeah, that That's was the same. It one. was the yeah. masturbation thing, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, but uh, the Aetherius Society was a good oh, one, which was another extraterrestrial society. one. Yeah. Oh. This guy believed that there were like cosmic masters. I think it was it was like a mid. It was like in the fifties they invented that one. Uh, anyway, let's go on to the most crazy topics. 
And I will begin with your number five this time. Right, okay, sure. Uh, I, I went with... Since I started the last time, I went. <laughs> I don't even remember. I did. Oh. Uh, I went with Polybius. And again, this one, I think, has a lot to do with the fact that it's so... It, it was based out of Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And I've lived in Portland, Oregon, so that in and of itself makes it that much more crazy for me to think about. But Polybius is a fictional... 1981 arcade game that originated from an urban legend created in 2000. Uh, the urban legend is that the game was part of a government-run crowdsourced psych psychological experiment. Uh, the gameplay produced intense psychoactive and addictive effects on players. Uh, so this uh, this is pretty interesting kind of topic. It was very interesting because we also ended up going into a whole bunch of other things about the CIA mm -hmm. and different... Uh, Different things that the CIA, FBI uh, did in those in those days, uh, as far as um, experiments and different things like that, uh, and just trying to track down whether this was real or not. And then just last year, they actually came out with kind of a pretty good documentary about this, as well as last year, Nine Inch Nails did a music video based off of this. So after we did this on the show, it kind of became a a bigger thing than maybe it was when we were actually doing it on the show. I found that really interesting. Uh, well, I picked number five, the Mandela effect. Uh, That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, I loved the Mandela effect. Uh, for example, uh, the tip of Pikachu tail isn't really black, it's the Mandela effect. Uh, Curious George never had a tail is a Mandela effect. Ralph Wader doesn't say Luca, I'm father. It's a Mandela effect. So it's more or less things we absolutely believe and think is the case. It's not really the case. Right, I mean, I think the big one is obviously people thought that Mandela died in the 80s in prison, and it and he in uh, people thought that for whatever reason many people and it turned out that he never really died in prison hence the name right and then there was what uh shazam with uh sinbad in it which was another big one yeah so that's my number five your number four i went with the technological singularity <laughs> which i find really interesting because we've uh... talked a lot about it since then talk uh mostly in the news uh, having to do with people like Stephen Hawking and Elon Musk talking about mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. But the technological singularity is a hypothesis that the invention of artificial superintelligence will abrupt abruptly trigger runaway technological growth, resulting in unfathomable changes to human civilization. According to this hypothesis, the upgrade upgradable intelligence agent would enter a runaway reaction of self-improvement cycles, with e each new and more intelligent generation appearing more and more rapidly, causing causing an uh, artificial intelligence explosion, and resulting in a powerful super intelligence that would qualitatively far surpass human intelligence. Yep. Uh, this is a really inter we covered this a while ago, but it's a really interesting one because. 
it's being talked more and more and more as we move uh, right. ahead in time. And there are people who really, really... I saw a whole thing two weeks... Or, yeah, two weeks ago, Elon Musk did a whole thing about how he believes that we really are in a simulation. Mm-hmm. And that this isn't... We've been in a simulation this whole time, and there's no way to escape it. Like, if you were... People were to think of a simulation, and then they would try to equate, like, outside of the simulation as heaven, maybe? If you were religious? He's saying there is no outside of the simulation. There's only the simulation. And we are like ones and zeros. There is no soul or anything like that. Like, that's what he said two weeks ago. And that kind of goes with this uh, technological singularity. So I think this one's super interesting. That's my number four. My number four is spontaneous human combustion. That was a fun topic, wasn't it, Luke? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um... More or less, it's it's uh, people catching fire without actually having fire in their hand, or just burning, melting down. Or it's more or less we we looked uh, on it uh, from a human level uh, side, uh, looking at people that uh, had burped out <laughs> flames, uh, walking in the street, uh, burping out flames and softly like melting and burning inside it was a really really interesting topic yeah and then we covered i want to say it was like less than a month ago a story in the news where it was like a guy uh lit on fire while he was walking down the street right yeah yeah. so that was super interesting to to find that outside of the main topic uh come true because when we were talking about it uh, originally we were talking about things that happened like you know in the 90s were like some of the le- most recent ones right and then we find one after we do the topic that's even more recent more like recent, the week yeah. we yeah so that was very very cool so yeah, yeah I, I agree that was a very good topic your number three i went with moon matrix theory oh good one I, created by I'm David to, Icke. I can tell you now that this is my number three as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Moon Matrix is, is introduced in his book, Human Race, Get Off Your Knees. Yep. In which David Icke suggests that the Earth is a collective human mind. Uh, wait. That is manipulated by the... Oh, from the moon. Sorry. The moon is a spacecraft and interdimensional portal controlled by reptilians. The moon matrix is broadcast from that spacecraft to the human body computer, specifically to the left hemisphere of the brain, which gives us our sense of reality. Ike says we are living in a dream world within a dream world, a matrix within a virtual reality universe, and it is being broadcast from the moon. Unless people force themselves to become fully conscious, their minds are the moon's mind. That's what he says. Um, oh, I, this is interesting because it, it's kind of like technological simulation theory, yeah, yeah. except it's a little, it's, it's even more out there. That's yeah. why it's one down from that. Uh, he believes that it's more of a matrix thing, like the movie yeah. matrix where like you can leave the simulation where technological simulation theory says there is no outside the simulation. So, Cool, that is also my number three, so what's your number two? 
My number two is Project Bluebeam. <laughs> Fuck, that's my number two as well. All right, uh, why don't you do this one then? Oh, that's that's so fucking funny. Uh, I promise you, audience, we we don't look at each other's notes at all. I promise you, we don't. <laughs> but <laughs> but plot... <laughs> that's so fucking funny. I wonder if we have the same one as number one as well. But it's uh, not NASA, NASA uh, trying to uh, get uh, uh, Antichrist as the head of uh, the new religion and uh, start the new world order. And uh, via technology simulated. Uh, create the second coming of Christ. Which would be actually a, te a fake second coming of Christ yes. using technology to make people think they would think. beam some kind of like words into your head and create yep. like a thing in the sky that would show you whatever religion you believed in, you would see it in the sky and you would hear it in your head and it would tell you that you needed to follow the new world order. Right. This is created by Serge Monista in 1994. And uh, this uh, project was apparently sub uh, implemented in 1983. But then it didn't happen. And then it was implementations in 1995 and 1996. And uh, somebody thought uh, it would be implemented uh, in 2000. So, <laughs> so yeah, when this guy Serge Monstat made his allegations in '94, right, he was making the allegations about the 1983 implementation, and then he said that it was supposed to be implemented in '95, '96, and then later on even said maybe it's supposed to be 2000. So he's it's like those guy those preachers who move the end of days thing, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Um, see anything else good in this? Oh, remember when we did this? We I actually ended up finding a news article. I think it was from the Washington Post, I believe, talking about a military, uh, U.S. military, who were actually working on a, a device to try to beam something into the sky that would look like uh, Allah to Muslims to use it right. in Iraq. In Iraq, and we had yeah. found we found that from an article in the Washington Post. Yep. So the military really was working on something like this. Oh, yeah. Whether they were planning on using it for something like Project Bluebeam, we weren't really sure. So, yeah, this one was super interesting. What's your number one, and please don't say Flat Earth theory. No, Flat Earth is too, it's too easy for this list, so I went with Time Cube Theory. Yeah. TimeCube was a personal web webpage operated by self-proclaimed wisest man on Earth, Dr. Otis Eugene Ray. Remember he founded that in 1997. That we tried to read. Holy shit! That right. Is, that is maybe, and I'm not fucking kidding. If you go back to that episode, that is maybe the most confused I've been over a theory in my entire fucking life. 
uh, let's see, his, his site served as a self-publishing outlet for Ray's Theory of Everything, he called it. He called it Time Cube, which claims that all current sciences are part of a worldwide conspiracy to teach people lies. The theory's ultimate truth is that each day actually consists of four days. Alongside these statements, Ray described himself as godlike and being with superior intelligence uh, and has absolute evidence and proof of his views. Uh, nobody in academia ha has ever taken uh, Ray seriously. <laughs> oh, <coughs> I remember. I remember that website. It is so fucking irritating. I remember. It, it's like, clearly written by somebody who has m mental issues, problems. Yeah, but it's nuts. This was the one where he is saying nuts. talking shit about Santa. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the site. If people are actually want to go, actually find the time time cube site. Uh, Ray died in 2015 at the age of 87, but the website uh, and the website's domain expired in 2015. But the TimeCube website was archived in the Wayback Machine January 12, 2016. So if you go to the Wayback Machine, you can find this site, and it is quite a read. We did. I said to Luke, uh, oh yeah, I read on the site. And he's like, you haven't read the whole site, have you? And I was like, no. Because it's... Am I kidding? It's, it's like got to be 40 pages long, maybe? 40 pages out of... Rumbles out of absolutely nothing. It's about absolutely nothing. Well, it kind of... Like, there's concepts <laughs> in there, but they're so, like, jumbled with all this other stuff about, like, time and, like, uh, the way things work. Uh, he said that there were multiple suns as well. And... Uh, there's different graphs and different things like that. Uh, here's the following quotation from the website illustrates reoccurring theme. When the sun shines upon the earth, uh, major time points are created on the opposite side of the earth, known as midday and midnight, where the two major time forces join. Synergy creates two minor time points we recognize as sun up and sun down. So, uh, he offered... A thousand to ten thousand dollars to anybody who could prove his views wrong, and nobody ever came forward. Because nobody understood your views, so how could you prove something wrong you don't? Nobody understands. Yeah, no, not that I know. But yeah, my number one, and I've maybe told you this, but it's my flat Earth theory. I just love flat Earth theory. I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy enough to deserve a first place. Uh, because it is so fucking easy to uh, contradict. It is so easy to um, disprove flat earth theory. So it had to be my number one. It's so easy to, like, prove. For example, like, one, one of my favorites, I was, I was looking at uh, something called Popular Science uh, website. And they were like, here's the top easy way so you can tell for yourself that the Earth is, is not flat. And, and it's like, 
looking at, for example, like the star constellations, for example, like you can't see the same uh, stars constellations in Norway as you can in uh, United States or as you can in in uh, Australia. If if the Earth was flat, then you would be uh, you had the ability of seeing all the stars. For example. And taking uh, a, a plane, for example, ride a plane. Planes can travel in straight lines and not fall off any edges. There's a lot simpler way to prove the flat Earth theory is not real. Yeah, and I'll will tell you what it is. Right Gravity. Now. Go go. No, even simpler. It's so simple. You're gonna be like, oh, that is so simple. Go to the beach. And at least here on the West Coast, go to the beach and watch the sun set. Yeah. But watch the sunset lying down on your belly. Right. And then once it sets, stand up on your feet and you can see the sun again. Yeah. Because the earth is round. Round, yeah. You wouldn't be able to do that with a flat earth. Yeah. But they say the reason you can see stars in different places is because we live within a dome that's projecting stars. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, no, that's my number one. All right. See, I wouldn't have picked that as my number one as like the craziest because I think there are a lot of other no, it's more, so, more, it is so crazy. more nuts. Like I think it's, I think it might be your favorite, yeah. but I don't know if it's as crazy as moon matrix theory I, necessarily. I, I don't agree because it's so, it's so easily debunked. That's why it's... right, but it but it's not aliens beaming things into your brain from alien spaceship the moon. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I don't. I'm not going against you. I, I think it definitely belongs in there. I, right. I just don't think it's as crazy as some of the other ones personally. So, but... all right, let's go into some honorable mentions. Oh, I have a lot. Hollow Earth. Oh theory. yeah. Oh. Uh... Oh, definitely Hollow Earth theory, and also <laughs> uh, what was the other one that was kind of like Hollow Earth theory? Uh, Planet X. There was a Planet X, wasn't it? No. Uh, oh, deep underground military. Deep bases. underground military bases. Yeah. Right. That was kind of like that. And yeah. Then, and what went with deep deep underground military bases was ancient giants conspiracy theory yeah, that the yeah, giants yeah. live in these deep underground caves, uh, whether they be hollow earth or whether they be military bases or both, yeah. maybe. Uh, what's some other interesting ones on here? Uh, d- did the UK own the US? That one was super interesting because I think we oh, yeah. ended up thinking like, there's a good chance that that did is they, true. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Planet Planet X was a good one. What's another mm-hmm. good one? I think ASMR was fun because ASMR was it, really fun because I I I discovered something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, September twenty third, two thousand seventeen was a fun one because we covered fun. it. Covered an end of the world uh, conspiracy theory before, right the week before it happened. That was a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bermuda Triangle see, what was, else? was a good one. I like that one. Right, last week was fun. Yeah. 
Phantom Time Theory was really interesting. <laughs> yes. uh, if you go back to that one, Celebrity Clone Conspiracy uh, that, that lots of celebrities have clones for different reasons. Moon, land, moon landing hoax that was fun to talk about. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. The Kurt Cobain suicide conspiracy was fun. That's always a good one. Sure. Yeah. I really like the Georgia Guidestones. That one was weird. Yeah. Uh, a long time ago. Mermaids was a good one because it was Tilly's pick. And, yeah. And we turned like remember that one was so funny because halfway through the week of us uh, studying mermaids. Fro and Tilly were 100% convinced mermaids were real until they looked at uh, a whole other set of facts and they're like, oh wait, the stuff that we were being told is totally wrong. Yeah. That was a fun one. Remember the documentary that we watched? That was the documentary. That was fun. That was a fake documentary? Yeah. Uh, that we thought was a real documentary. <laughs> okay. Have you seen any movies this week? I did. I saw... Um, it's called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. Okay. Um, it's about the guy... It's kind of a biopic about the guy who created National Lampoon. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, it has Will Forte in it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, s- some of those kind of... Those, those type biopics, they can be very formulaic. And this one, it changed it up a little bit uh, with having kind of a narrator... So that was kind of cool. And there was one scene where, you know, they change things to make them, you know, fit to make the story better, to make uh, the character more likable or things like that. There was a scene in this where the narrator comes on screen and he goes, all right, before we get too far into this, these are the things we changed to make the movie better. And it just like is a list of scrolling text. (laughs) Yeah, it was very good. Uh, And the other other thing I saw this week is apparently Cloverfield 4 has already finished filming yep. and is uh, they're already editing it, even though the uh, Cloverfield 3 hasn't yep. even come out yet. I, I, I was like, what? So there is a lot of speculation already about uh, what it's going to be about and everything. So I'm not going to spoil anything here because there it could be spoilers, so I'm not going to do that. But it is interesting that they already filmed and are starting to edit before they put out the third one. Yep. So. They have big belief in this. I watched a post. We're going to talk about that a little later. Uh, for movie fans, we are going to have four weeks with Oscar uh, picks and and stuff. So the, we're we're going to be doing the best uh, picture category like we yeah. do every year. This year, we're going to do three weeks where we do three movies each. Yeah. And then the final week will be our, our predictions. And then the week after that, we'll do a real quick rundown of who won the predictions. Just like we do with uh, pay-per-views, so yeah, that is going to be really good. But uh, yeah, I was uh, watched the post. I will talk a little about that uh, in the coming weeks. But I also watched a Norwegian uh, documentary this week uh, in the cinemas, and it's called Per Fugle, the sister's uh, recipe, and it made me cry. It's this guy that's dying of cancer that made the documentary. Uh, as a love letter to his wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's d- deep, st- dark stuff. Yeah. But it was, was it a tearjerker? It was a tearjerker, and I sniffled. I sniffed more than I ever, ever done in the movie, ever. But it was yeah, I don't know if I could watch that. That really, sounds really tough. Good. 
really a mess thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about this week's tear jerker Mace Runner, the Death Cure. Runaway train never looking back. Well, we both did a song about trains. It's the Wild Wild <laughs> West. Doesn't this look like? Oh, now it looks like yeah. the Wild Wild West mixed with uh, what do you call it? Uh, some kind of Mad Fast Max, maybe. Uh, yeah, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious Mad Max as well. Yeah. Miles on us. He'll show up eventually. Maybe a little Terminator in there. So this is the third installment of Who Gives the Fuck? This is the third installment of If You Wondered. It's the uh, Hunger Games for people that have seen the Hunger Games and care about Hunger Games. It's really looking like the Hunger Games, isn't it? Hunger, Hunger, Hunger Games. Since I've never seen the Hunger Games, I, I have no concept of that. Just, just, just go with it. Uh, I get shook yes. Say y'all. The world is dying. That's good. If we find a cure, that's the only way. It's also Norwegian, it means yes. It kind of looks like the 100 for a minute there, with the like, when they're loading them onto that thing. Oh yeah. When is that coming back? <laughs> There's a release date already. Ooh. Let me go find it real quick. Maybe I'll say it in a minute. That was Krang? Was that Krang from Ninja Turtles? Yeah, it looked like Krang. This looks like the 100 as well. And this also looks like the 100. Yeah. Maybe it's 100, the movie. I would watch that. I'm not gonna watch this. No. What? You're not going to watch this Oscar nominated movie? Thomas, you can save your friends. Or you can save As far as the cinematography goes, saying something positive, it doesn't look that bad. Oh no. I've seen worse. The acting looks awful. <laughs> what? Is there acting in this? Please tell me. See that what he's doing right there? That's acting. Ah. Acting! Um, Acting. The 100 <laughs> comes out uh, April 24th, episode one. Ah. Yep. All right. The Maze Runner Death Cure. Thomas leads some escaped gladers, gladders, gladers, on their final and most dangerous mission yet. To save their friends, they must break into the legendary last city, a WCKD-controlled labyrinth that. See WCKD, it it it. If you say it out, it says wicked. That's so, they're so clever. Uh, the wicked controlled labyrinth that may turn out to be the deadliest maze of all. Hence the name, I guess. Ooh. Uh, this has got forty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and actually, it's got mm -hmm. seven out of ten on IMDb. Yeah. Hey, I found a ten. 10 star review, but I need you to read it for me because I'm really bad at reading. So I'm going to post it for you in Skype right now, okay? Sure. Please read that for me. I can't read that, it's in Arabic. What? I can translate it yeah. and then read it. <laughs> Why didn't you send me a translated version? 
I'm going to do mine first while it's translating. I got one from yeah. the Facebook page from uh, Ryan Ryan Permison. Maze Wicked, except it's spelled W-C-K-D. Get it? Ha! Uh, 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 it's an action-packed thrill ride, uh, a pure adrenaline rush filled with surprises and an emotionally powerful ending. However, the third act is too long and makes the movie feel way longer than it actually is. The runtime could have been cut by maybe 20 to 30 minutes, and he gives it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Uh, and then, oh, it didn't do it. And then Froze won. Where did you get this from? <laughs> Metacritic. Okay. I don't know why, but it's I'm not being able to... I'm having a problem translating okay, I, this for some reason. I I I I found I found <laughs> I found the real one. Uh, uh, but I, I was I was like I was watching this and like, oh, this looks really cool. This is the third and final entry. Finds the crew in on a mission to save other youth who has immunity to the virus in the ravaging world. They have to penetrate the last city use minimize impressive torches. The story is fairly uh, predictable, and so is the action. Luckily, the film is mostly well-paced and features enough adventure to keep us interested. It will provide enjoyable fulfilling for fans of the series, but people who doesn't, uh, but people who don't hit the. the uh, democratic may just find it as another noisy melodramic post ecliptic adventure and that was from TV Jerry alright so this says uh, this part which is the last part of Labyrinth Runner I like that Labyrinth Runner it's a good translation <laughs> was the best part I've yes. ever seen it was a really fantastic trio and a masterpiece I hope it continues that's what it says well, it's the last movie in a trilogy, so I doubt it will. From what I was reading on the Facebook, <laughs> apparently, uh, when the guy wrote the three books, after he wrote the three books, which this is based on, he wrote a prequel to the books. So there may be a prequel that ah. comes out in movie form, but I don't think that's confirmed or anything. Royal Rumble! Royal Rumble! Royal Rumble! Royal Rumble! 2018. What the fucking amazing Royal So Rumble. much fun. I don't know how anybody on the so internet was saying that they didn't like this. It was... Fun. What? You just hate wrestling? Is that what it is? Like, they gave us everything we so wanted. Why would amazing. you not... I don't know why you would be mad yeah. at this. So amazing. I mean, the, the one reason I saw people uh, saying they didn't like it was the ending. Uh, when... Mm. To spoil it before we get to the end, Ronda Rousey came out and they say that she buried Asuka. That was the big complaint. What do you think about that? Oh, no. Oh, shit. They're saying that she overshadowed her win because it took the no. took the spotlight off her, which I think it did a little bit, no. but not like a, a huge amount. Uh, I don't agree. Okay. Let's start this then. Uh, AJ Styles defeated oh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Why don't you do the matches? Because I have all the things, but... We'll we'll do that next. Yes. Uh, uh, let's start with the pre-show. Uh, well, we didn't do any. We, we didn't pick any Lung. of the pre-show matches. No. Oh. Didn't we? 
Did Bobby Roode nope. either? None of those were announced oh. on last Wednesday, so. Okay, AJ Styles defeated Kevin Owens and Sam Zayn. We all got that correct. The Usos uh, defeated Chad Gable and Sheldon Benjamin in 2-0. to zero. We all got that correct. Which, people Just were kidding. totally surprised yeah. that the Usos won, I guess, because if you read the dirt sheets or whatever, one of the Usos got a DUI, so everybody was saying, oh, they're going to yeah. take it off him because he got in trouble. It's the nah. Usos. They're like a family that's related to Roman Reigns and the Rock. Like, no, that's yeah, no. they don't see people no. don't seem to understand how the WWE works and how uh, inside family oriented it is. Usos were definitely going to win, but uh, Shinsuke Nakamura won by uh, eliminating Roman Reigns, and I got that right, and I kind of got that right. <laughs> well, Fro was going to pick it, but then I ended up picking picking it, so yeah. he ended up picking something different. But that also happened in the yeah. women's rumble the other way around, so it worked out. Yes. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus defeated Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. And uh, let's see, who got that correct? Oh, right, uh, Tilly, and you got a point there, and I did not. Brock Lesnar defeated Kane and Braun Strowman. And I got that correct, and you guys did not? Yeah. Well, I went with Braun Strowman. Right, so at this point, me and Fro were tied up 3-3 to while we were watching the pay-per-view. So going into the last match, me and Fro were very excited to see who would win here. Yes. And Asuka won by eliminating Nikki Bella. Right. Oh, right. I was up by one. So... Fro got yes. that correct, Oscar winning, and so Fro and me tied with four points each. Tilly had three correct, we had four correct. So we had to come up with a tiebreaker, and since me and Fro uh, had picked other possible contestants for the Royal Rumble match, in wow. the women's match, we had, or in the men's match, I mean, sorry, we had picked uh, Ricochet and Goldberg. Neither of those two yep. were in the match, so we both got that <laughs> incorrect. So we went to the women's match, yep. uh, which I had picked um, Ronda Rousey, and Fro had picked yep. uh, Michelle McCool. Michelle McCool ended up Michelle actually McCool. being in the match. While Ronda Rousey may have been the biggest, most important thing of the whole night, she wasn't technically <laughs> in the match. He sure wasn't in the match. Therefore, no. Fro wins the tiebreaker, and he gets the gets to decide on a topic for multiple weeks away. Because for the next few weeks, we're going to be doing Oscars, but you get to pick a topic, Fro. And uh, guess what? We have never ever done this, but we are going to talk about the history of something coming up that I know you that you love, Eurovision. The history of Eurovision? Okay. Yeah. What what is Eurovision? Yeah. What is it really? Sure. Like how did it create it? How how did it come come about? Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows, of course, that the Greeks invented it, uh, right after they invented the Olympics and <laughs> they all did it. In Eurovision, they used to all be naked while they did it. That's that's uh, the Greeks. Not 
that's not, not sure that's true? Square. Oh, okay. Can no. we pretend that that's true? Because that's hilarious. Yeah, that would be hilarious. But yeah, no, we've never done that. And like, we, we covered Eurovision. We, we talked about Eurovision, and we will talk about Eurovision for many weeks. From next week, we will actually cover uh, every time there comes out a new one, we will cover the song. And we will try to do every. Uh, I'm not going to promise anything because we don't do that here. But I think we will probably cover everyone this year. There's so many. I doubt it. I like. I I'm gonna say the chances are very low that we'll get to every single song. I said maybe. I said <laughs> maybe. Right. I just don't think there's the time to get that done. But uh, we'll at we least cover see. most of them. Let's say that. That's a better way to yes. put it. Yeah. But yeah, no, we would never ever talked really about Eurovision. What is Eurovision like? We never explained. I think it. we have, but we'll go into it more in depth. I think doing the history is bigger than what we've... Ex like, we've explained what it is as a contest. We've never really d gone into the history of it, so... I don't know anything about that. No, it should I... be interesting. And actually, uh, guess what? Neither do I. Oh, cool. All right. Going in... Yeah. We're both going in uh, clean... What if something comes up in the history and you're like, wow, now I don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really the Nazis. That's right? That's, uh, the Nazis yeah. <laughs> created it in, in the center of the Earth when they create when they found the hollow Earth. They created Eurovision. Yeah. 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 With the Greeks naked. Be so sad. I love this history of Eurovision. Fake history of Eurovision <laughs> is wonderful. Fake. Fake Eurovision. No, but we will. I, I, I like. We haven't gone through important winners, and we haven't talked really about it. So, and I, I know that you hate it. So it's also uh, a good thing for me to. Right. If everybody else is going, Ugh, Eurovision. You just skip over the part when we get to it. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> oh. Maybe we'll pick something else. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, I don't know why that made me laugh so fucking funny. Uh, but yeah, let's go into this week's uh, episode of Alone Together, or as I called it this week. Let's go into this episode of Alone Together. That wasn't really good. I like this. I thought it was funny. Oh, mm -hmm. really? I thought this was the worst episode so far. I thought last week's episode was worse than this. Uh, I thought the first episode was Ooh. better than both these last episodes, but I think this episode was... Um, I like the subject matter better than the last one. I thought it uh, covered more difficult topics and did it in a comedic way that I enjoyed. So let's get into it, I guess. Yeah, I did not like this episode at all. I, I thought it was... I think the, uh, the topic was interesting, but uh, I think the humor was kind of not there this week. Anyway, Alone Together, episode three, isn't it? Yes. Um, Esther and Benjamin is going to the... Uh, Gynecological. I'll, I'll just do... Yeah, there yes. you go. And uh, they are watching her eggs. 
and I talk about how much it costs freezing her eggs, and uh, it costs a lot. But she can um, uh, donate her eggs to uh, other people's family, and the cost will go uh, down. For her to freeze her own eggs uh, for herself, right. Freezing your yes. eggs is kind of, yes. I don't know, is that big there? It's starting to become a big thing here in America. It's like... Not really. It's something that mm, fairly well-off people do, uh, women will do, who are single, because they're a lot of the time they're more focused on their career at the time, and they're like, I don't want to have kids now, but if I get too old, I'm not going to be able to have kids, so I'll freeze my eggs now and have kids when I'm older, which in a way is good, but I don't think people should be like having kids at 50 necessarily. Uh, mostly right. because then when you're... Right when your kid is going to college, you're 70 years old. That's, think about that. That's, I mean, nothing against it. It's just, it's a very strange, it's something that we don't have now in this day and age, I guess. So it would it'd be a different thing for the future, but this is just kind of a, it, it also is almost a feminist type thing to do, to be able to, you're controlling your body. You have control over uh, when you freeze your eggs, you don't, it's not like you're not on that timer anymore of when you can have kids. You know what I mean? So women see it as a very freeing thing for their life that they don't have to worry about that anymore. Does that make sense, bro? Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. So it's become kind of trendy, as, I guess is my point, so. Oh, didn't know that was trendy to freeze your yes, eggs. Yes, it actually is. Oh. The new big fed? Fad, yeah. It's not that I mean, fad. fad. I, mean. Uh, I wouldn't call it a fad, but it's kind of just a... It is... It's a new technology, and people are utilizing it now for that reason that I just mentioned. So, in a way, it kind of goes with that the feminist movement, good. which is very big right now. So, them going hand in hand, yeah. they it makes it, a, uh, it makes it more appealing to certain people. I... Uh... I guess I don't understand it. What don't you understand? Maybe I'm stupid. Uh, why it's so... Uh, well, you know, women can only have kids to a certain age, right, Fro? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, when a woman's not, biological clock stupid. is ticking, uh, <laughs> they have this sense that, like, it's, it's part of being... We're animals. You know, humans are technically animals. So they have... In, in a woman's mind... Their body wants them to have children because it's just the natural order of being an animal. You're, the whole point of being an animal is to reproduce. So when women have that feeling, but they want to have a career, they go and get their eggs frozen. That way, when they get that feeling like, oh, I need to go, I want to have kids, they can think in their mind, well, I don't have to have kids right now because I have eggs frozen. I'll be able to do it later in life once I've gotten my career taken care of and I'm set on a path that I want to be on in life, then I can worry about having kids. It, it, um, it gives them more control over their own body. Does that make sense, Fro? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no, that makes uh, huge sense. Okay. That's what... I understand it. Well, yeah. you just said you didn't, so I re-explained it. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't understand, I don't, I don't understand why it's trends. I well, like I said, right now, because, fem feminism yeah. is trendy. Having control of your own yeah. body is trendy. Uh, therefore, yeah. this being something that helps you 
get control of your life in that way where it's your body. You get to decide what you're, what you do with your eggs. That makes it trendy right. because it's associated with other trendy things. So I don't know. There may be somebody out there that's offended by me saying that it's trendy, but when people are doing it because they hear about other people doing it, that makes it trendy. That's what trendy is. I'm right. You're wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the doctor tells her that she's the perfect uh, match for donating. Uh, and she asks, uh, the doctor asks if she uses any drugs or have mental issues. <laughs> I found that kind of funny. She's like offended uh, for being asked that. But then Benjamin thinks there's something wrong with his sperm. Because... Uh, there's something wrong, wrong. Yeah, he thinks there's something wrong with his sperm. Um, and then uh, Esther gets a call from the doctor. And right, because we're no longer at the perfect. doctor's office. That could be a little confusing since we were... Right. <laughs> she doesn't get a call from the doctor while they're at the doctor's office. That wouldn't make no. sense. They go to Benji's then, house then, later, and then she gets a call. Yeah. Right. And she's a perfect match for someone. And I, I have a question here, because here is where I kind of lose the thing. It, let's, let's say she was a perfect donor for someone. Would she get the address and the name and shit like that to go to visit her? Yeah. Is that really... Oh, yeah. you would, Well, I yeah. mean, the, I'm, I'm sure it changes doctor to doctor, but they the first thing they would do once they found a donor that worked would be to set up an interview. And if the doctor was somebody okay. who was like, do you want to set up the interview at, in your home? Then they would do it. So it, the thing is, it goes okay. through the doctor and the doctor talks to the other person and says, hey, do you want to give your address to the, this person and meet them? Or maybe in other cases, they would meet at the doctor's office. But in this case, they met at her house, right? Yeah. And Esther is worried that her eggs will end up at uh, Esther's subventions. <laughs> because her parents never gave her a life-size Barbie. Right. My sister had <laughs> got one of those for Christmas when I was a kid. Those exact oh. my-size Barbie doll from the 80s, I want to say. So Esther convinces Benjamin to get, go with her because uh, maybe they will be killers, those people that they are... Uh, She's worried they're going to murder her and put her in a, a ice bath and steal her eggs. Right. Uh, yeah. And who opens the door? But Carmen Electra. Wrong. I was like, wow. <laughs> it's what? Denise Richards, bro. Oh, Denise Richards. Right. Why do? Why do? This is. Is this racist of me? <laughs> You're mixing up your white ladies, uh, rich yeah. models. Rich white ladies. Uh, is that racist? I don't think it's racist. It might be sexist. <laughs> I'm not sure. You'd have to ask a feminist about that, but I don't know. Uh, Denise oh, Richards not... was from like Star Denise Troopers, yeah. Starship Troopers. I mean, uh, yeah. She uh, Wild Things. Yeah. So if I use Carmen Electra uh, during this uh, review, don't be offended. It wasn't Carmen Electra. Why, why do I think it was Carmen Electra? I don't, I don't know, think. because you saw okay. her and you, but, uh, you went, oh, it looks like Carmen Electra, and then you just wrote it down without yeah. checking. That's probably why. Yeah, probably. And uh, he, she gives her a cinnamon, cinnamon roll. That's hard oh, my say. gosh. 
This and, is one thing I forgot about Denise Richards. Yeah. Sorry, you can go back. She was married to Charlie Sheen from 2002 to 2006. Yeah, and so was Carmen Electra, wasn't it? They yeah. couldn't have been married was, at the same she? time. No, I Ha, ha, ha. But wasn't she also with... Him? I don't know, I'm buying, I was buying time so that I could look it up. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Carmen Electra... Spouses, no. She was, Carmen Electra was married huh? to Dennis Rodman and Dave Navarro. Oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, and I believe she's currently married to Rob Patterson? Or no, she's not married. They're they're just oh. dating. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, Denise Richards, yes. And she tells uh, 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 Esther that she always wanted uh, a girl and gives Esther a lot of compliments. Benjamin starts to talk to her son, uh, like really smart little like geeky guy. And Esther and Carmen and Electra, that isn't Karma Electra, goes to a Nile place and get their Nile nail polished and start talking about how much she wants a girl. Yeah? Right, and they leave. They just they, leave Benji with the kid. Like, there's no yes. discussion from uh, Denise Richards' character. Like. Oh. Hey, can you watch my kid? Nope. That never comes up. They just Nothing. leave. <laughs> and they talk a lot of Britney Spears. So, Benjamin and the smart little guy. Uh, Benjamin smart, uh, shows him a tutorial on YouTube on how to throw a ball. <laughs> and that was kind the of The thing cute. about th- this kid and is Benji-, Benji. His name's Benji, by the way, not Benjamin. Yes. Uh Oh, like sorry. the dog, Benji. Um, yes. Benji, oh. uh, uh, he rec- he recognizes what this kid's going through because he went through it when he was a kid. Because this kid's dad was super rich and uh, is never around. And so the kid, uh, ha- he doesn't have any friends because he doesn't know how to do guy things is what it's pretty much about. And Benji says, well, you just got to learn how to play catch by yourself. And so he says... Mm-hmm. And the guy and the kid says, "Are you going to teach me how to play catch?" And Benji goes, "No, I'm going to show you a YouTube video on how to play catch." I thought that was Tutorial, that was a yeah. great joke. Yeah. And uh, Benjamin gives uh, Benji. Sorry, I need to stop saying Benjamin. Benji uh, gives him some allergy pills and s- uh, tells him that they use it to make meth. So hey, take half a pill instead. Right, it's amphetamines. Like, and it, he even says you have to have, uh, you have to be twenty-one to buy these. One and, yeah, and just give he gives them to this little kid. Another, it's a, another hilarious yeah. thing. He's just like, here's some yeah, amphetamines, <laughs> little kid. Yeah, take half. Uh, and uh, Esther gets invited to Carmen Electra. That's in Carmen Electra, and she gets shown a room that's really all pink and. Esther thinks that the room is for her, and it's not. And Esther gets really angry and storms out and said, If we met under other circumstances, we would be the best of friends, but no. And in the car, Benji is waiting, and he's so proud of this boy, how he's throwing the ball. But uh, then he gets... um, Benji thinks he gets... Uh, bullet uh, 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 of other kids and he goes out of the car and is like tells uh, Esther 
skip the car running <laughs> because he's afraid of the kids. Right, because there's like a <laughs> group little... of three, what, like ten, nine or ten year old yeah. boys? And he's like, nine, keep ten. the car running. Yeah, and Esther then the says, running. if some West Side Story stuff kicks off, I'm going to be there to back you up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, then uh, the kid kicks him in the foot and calls him a camel toe. And uh, Benji is so proud because he's now the camel toe. <laughs> right. So but you kind of missed the, the beginning part. of that. You got the punchline. But the beginning of the joke earlier, the kid had told Benji that everybody calls him the camel toe. So right. now he's making Benji the camel toe, which ended up making the kids who were picking on the son... Uh, think that the son was cool, and Benji's proud that the right. kid basically um, manipulated these kids Moved into up. liking him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Esther dances. Benji, Benji gets his test pack. Oh, right. Uh, she dances because of the West Side Story thing. That's yeah. She's, like, dancing around yeah. him, like, who wants to fight? But she's, like, doing ballerina steps. <laughs> this is very yeah. funny. Also very funny. And uh, the tests are in inclusive. In, say it for me. Inclusive. Inconclusive. Inclusive. Inconclusive. That's hard for me to say. And I was like, doesn't that mean that they don't really know? Right. Yes. They did the test on Benji's sperm, is what we're talking about. And they came yeah. back inconclusive. So they want him to go back to the doctor's office. And he's happy. But Esther doesn't want to go with him because he, she's ba blocked by the doctor on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Esther has now got a life source Barbie with her and says that if she gives, if Benjamin gives him $50, she will get the, uh, the doll naked. Right, and it's, it's very creepy because <laughs> Esther's treating the doll like it's her daughter but then she says yeah. she, but then she says that so it makes it very creepy but also yeah. very funny in a way so so that was this week's episode of alone together yep but it's kind of a weird title alone together but i like i like well i mean the second yeah. episode definitely was about the title because it's about yeah. them they're alone in the world as far as like uh they don't have any kind of relationships with anybody or anything like that except for that one guy jeff which he doesn't he wasn't even in this episode uh and but they're alone they're together all the time but they're still alone so i the that the second episode definitely is where the title came from but uh i like the right. title i think it works pretty well for this show yeah do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, just westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Go check out the TV show on YouTube. Uh, updates every week. Cool. Also check out that wrestling show where I talk about wrestling. And we will talk about the Royal Rumble in details. Coming up next week, we will have news of the week. We will have our first best picture Oscar films and I can already tell you who those two movies is. It is Get Out, Lady Bird and 
the shape of water. Yep, three. I think so the three uh, big contenders that I think will win and will probably not win because yeah. it'll most likely be Dunkirk. But whatever. Right. It will probably. It probably be shouldn't be Dunkirk. It but, probably uh, should be either Get Out or Shape of Water. But we'll find out in four weeks. Yes. And uh, we will do Alone Together episode four, and then we will do another digital review of Winchester, the house that Ghost built. And when I read Winchester, do you know what the Winchester brothers are? Or what's the first thing I think of when I think of the Winchester brothers? I've never heard of the Winchester brothers. When I hear it, I think of... Supernatural. A Winchester is like a a gun here in America. It's a brand of That's the first thing. Yeah. I think of Supernatural, you think of... What is Supernatural? It's the American. Oh, the TV show Supernatural. Supernatural. I see. Yeah. I got confused there. I thought you were talking about some supernatural brothers that I didn't know about. Okay, no, no, no. got it. The supernatural TV show. brothers. Right. Right. Yes. So what is this movie about? I think it's a uh, horror movie is my guess. I can look it up real quick. Ooh. Winchester, the host that ghost build. Uh, thriller That's... fantasy film uh, with oh. Helen Mirren in it. Ooh. I love her in the middle. She's really cool. Okay. That from the United States. Yes. I was gonna say that's next week. That's next week. From Norway and uh, America. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>